passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. So it's day 26 today with Senegal through to the final and Cameroon playing Egypt in a titanic clash tonight. We'll be looking ahead to the game, plus a look at some of the unheralded players who've done well at the tournament. So Senegal beat Burkina Faso 3-1 in semi-final one in Yaoundé with a tight goalless first half and then all of the goals coming in the final 20 minutes. Senegal going two up through Abdou Jallo and Bamba Jeng and then Burkina Faso pulling one back through Blatty Toure before Sadio Mane sealed it for the Taranga Lions who are in their third final now and looking to become champions of Africa for the first time. Well, there were three controversial penalty shouts in the game. I'm joined by Solis Chukwu, African football expert in Lagos in Nigeria. Uh, no doubt Senegal were worthy winners, Solis. Yes, yeah, Steve, definitely. You have to say that Senegal deserved this on the day and on the strength of their display. 3-1 at the end of the day. I think the scoreline sort of flattered Senegal, to be honest, because I don't think there was a two-goal margin between these two sides. But ultimately, especially in the second half, it was Senegal who were forcing the issue and making the play and increasingly it just looked like the goal would come at some point and you know we got a real rush of them toward the end of the game i thought burkina faso started this match really well um they weren't faced by senegal physically they had they had a go at them and they tried to create chances and they had some decent um shooting opportunities very early on but i have to say um much as i'm loath to pick on players i have to say i was supremely disappointed um, by Bertrand Traore. Um, he was selected up front for Burkina Faso for this game. I, I guess the object was um, for Burkina Faso coach Kamumalo. He needed, you know, someone who was a little bit better in possession, could, you know, take on um, the Senegal defense on the dribble and maybe running behind as well. But um, in this game, he was deeply disappointing. He could hardly control the ball. He couldn't keep his footing. Um, when he got opportunities to actually hit the ball, he scuffed his shots. He just seemed generally out of sorts leading the line, which was a bit of a departure from his display against Gabon in the round of 16. So that was really disappointing. And at times, it felt like all of Burkina Faso's good work, um, it was at the feet of Bertrand Traore that all of that good work went to die. So... Um, as that dynamic, you know, persisted through the game, increasingly it just seemed like it took the wind out of what Burkina Faso were trying to do. Um, and credit to Senegal, they really, um, they really forced the issue in the second half and went at Burkina Faso and exploited the fact that, you know, increasingly the Stallions lost belief. And um, if there's any criticism I have for Burkina Faso, apart from you know a couple of individual errors here and there, I think their approach to handling Sadio Mane was pretty faulty. As it was, they left him one-on-one with the right-back, um, Issa Kabore, who is a Manchester City player. He's out on loan now. Very promising young full-back, but one-on-one with Sadio Mane was always going to be difficult for him. And he had a really, really tough game. Um, and Mane was you know, able to run things for Senegal in an attacking sense, able to receive the ball turn away with the ball, you know, progress up the pitch with it for Senegal and instigate attacks. So I thought that Burkina Faso didn't really do all they could have done to keep a handle on the Liverpool man. I mean, we all know what he's capable of. And ultimately, he, he put the applied the, the gloss on the scoreline at the end of the day. So very strong performance, I would say, from Senegal. Not so much in 
terms of them creating a weight of chances, but um, we saw that in a very hotly contested physical game, they could hold their own, and they also were able to leverage their quality. I mean, we saw them bringing off bringing on Ismail Assar late on in the game. That's a ridiculous amount of quality to be bringing off the bench. So this Senegal side, they just they have the tools to hurt you, I, you know, and it was their centre backs who combined for the opening goal. They have tools from all over the pitch that can hurt teams and ultimately it just seemed like as Burkina Faso lost impetus in that second half, they were just sitting ducks and somehow at the end of the day, Senegal found the breakthrough from a set piece and that really was it. Burkina Faso did well to pull a goal back but that just set them up and you have to feel sorry for them. You have to feel sorry for Edmond Tapsoba who was excellent today but um, unfortunately it kind of tells you that it's not going to be your day when your own teammate is like tackling you to give the ball to Sadio Mane in space. So, yeah, very, very sad exit for Burkina Faso and well-deserved for Senegal. Yeah, thanks, Solis. So who will Senegal face in the final? Is it Cameroon or Egypt? We'll be asking that later. Well, this is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. And as we get towards the end of the AFCON, just to let you know, we have a weekly show on African football. It's called Planet Sport Football Africa, broadcast on various radio stations around Africa and beyond. Also, you can listen on Online and on our app. And also, of course, there's another big football tournament coming up this year. That's the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. We'll be bringing you special programs during the World Cup as passion for sport. Let's go to social media now. And yesterday we asked her, who do you think are the Africa Cup of Nations players who could be going places? We've seen some great talent on display in Cameroon. Uh, some of the stars are playing at home or in minor leagues around the world. So we asked which emerging talents do you think could attract interest from top English and top European clubs. Uh, first, we heard from Lister Liko George and Dalama in Malawi. He says Charles Tom, the Malawi goalkeeper who plays for local club Silver Strikers. And engineer Zara Boy in Nigeria goes for another Malawian. He says Gabardinho Mango, who scored what must be the goal of the tournament, that spectacular long-range drive against Morocco. Uh, Shadi Sami says the Ethiopian defender Ashalu Tamene. And Suleiman Sonko in the Gambia says Kartoko Akambi of Cameroon and Musa Barrow of the Gambia. Uh, both playing for pretty good clubs. Barrow's with Bologna in Italy and Akambi's playing for Lyon in France. Uh, Mamadou Cham from the Gambia says, I go for Musa Barrow. He should be in the English Premier League, says Mamadou. Uh, Bilai Kamara in Sierra Leone says the Burkina Faso teenager, Dango Watara, the player who was sent off in their quarterfinal. That boy is prolific and promising, says Bilay. And Watara is playing for Lorient in France. Also, Bilay mentions Musa Kamara from Sierra Leone and teammates Issa Kalon and Kevin Wright Kake. Barry Amin is also in Sierra Leone. He mentions Musa Noah Kamara, the centre-forward, who scored Sierra Leone's first goal in the tournament. And again in Sierra Leone, Mohamed Mbali says Mohamed Kamara, the goalkeeper, he kept a clean sheet against Algeria and won the Man of the Match award and was outstanding throughout and even saved a penalty against Ivory Coast, says Mohamed. And Akomba Dessa says Manchester United need to watch the Sierra Leone goalkeeper, Mohamed Kamara, who certainly did have an impressive tournament We'll give a final word on this one to the Senegal legend, Kalilou Fadiga, who spoke to the CAF website and mentioned three players. 
Uh, he picked out Alpha Jalo from the Gambia, Gabardino Mango from Malawi, and Zimbabwe's Gerald Takwara, who played especially well in defence in the opening game against Senegal. Well, thanks very much for all of those views. So the second semi-final is on today. Cameroon playing Egypt at the Olembe Stadium in Yaoundé at 19 GMT. It's a huge clash and Egypt have got better as the tournament has gone on. Solis Chuku still with me in Lagos, Nigeria. Solis, an African football expert. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, Steve, this is, this is a massive, massive game. Um, it's sort of fixture really that you would not be surprised to see Gracie in the tournament final, but um, we get it here in the final for Egypt versus Cameroon. So much at stake. I mean, for Cameroon, they've been waiting so long to host the AFCON. They finally got the chance, and they want to win it on home soil for the first time ever, which is remarkable. Egypt have won seven. They've steadily improved through the tournament, even though they didn't start that well. Uh, we saw them give their best performance um, of the tournament against Ivory Coast. Against Morocco, it was a little less... You know, spectacular from them, but hey, they got the job done, showed winning mentality, showed fights that Morocco simply could not live with to get to this point. So these two teams are in a great moment right now. I think this is going to be a really tight game. I think you'll find that the dynamic of the game will see Cameroon on the front foot for most of it with Egypt content to sit back and try to hit on the break. Things are going to be a little more complicated for Egypt because as we know, they have um, Ahmed Hegazi out who's, who's got injured now. And so there's a lot of, um, fitting and making do in the back line for Egypt, which is going to make their strategy of sitting back and trying to avoid mistakes that much more challenging to pull off. Um, I think Cameroon looked very, very good against Gambia. Um, they didn't panic against the team that sat back almost entirely. They guarded the counterattacks really well by, you know, their defensive structure and, you know, their covering in midfield. And they were patient. Eventually, they got the goal. They just kept chipping away, chipping away, doing the right things, circulating the ball really well. I think that patience is going to serve them very well against Egypt today. Even though Egypt have, you know, the sort of quality that Gambia necessarily did not have in Mohamed Salah, we saw against Morocco how Salah can decide the game, even though there isn't much by way of actual play going on. He just has that quality in a moment to turn the game on his head. And, you know, Egypt will be relying on him to do that again here. But I think Cameroon should be able to keep tabs on him quite well. They have a really strong left back in Hutolo, who is very physical, very aggressive, doesn't mind sticking tight to a man. He's quick and he has, you know, the athleticism to keep up with Salah. And if, you know, if, they, if Cameroon can get him to sit on Salah all game long, I think the Liverpool man might really, really struggle here. In Hutolo, in a way, just gives you the measure of this Cameroon side. I mean, ultra committed, very energetic, very, wears his heart on his sleeve. And that's a characteristic that runs through this Cameroon side. I think Egypt cannot possibly hope to outgrid Cameroon in this game, which is, you know, the means by which they level the playing field against Morocco. And by having um, Hegazi out, and now they're down to their third-choice goalkeeper, which just further complicates things. I think, in a way, the tide is just so much against Egypt at this point that you really can't see how, you know, how they get past Cameroon. But if they do manage to pull it off, um, part of that will rely on the sheer pressure that Cameroon are under. They'll be playing in Yaoundé in front of the home crowd. These people have, you know, tremendous expectations of, of the intomitable Lions. And um, with all of that on the table, I, you would, it wouldn't surprise me to see Cameroon a little shaken by it. And if Egypt are going to capitalize, that's their little window of opportunity. But um, at the end of the day, I think Cameroon are going to be the protagonists in this tie. And they're going to essentially decide how it goes, either by their 
excellence in the opposing box or by making a really, really bad mistake at the other end to give Egypt the win. Appetizing stuff. Uh, thanks, Solis. So the pressure will be high on Cameroon as the host. So can they handle it? And as Solis says, Egypt won't be able to outgrit Cameroon with their determination. Well, before we go, we've got a new blog up on our website. It's called Spare a Thought for the Ref, how it's a thankless job being a referee and how we all need the courage and wisdom that referees need. Uh, with more, here's Ephraim Tagu. It's a thankless job being a referee. You get very little credit for getting decisions right and endless criticism when you get them wrong. Both teams are in your face, arguing about everything from fouls to corners and throw-ins, and that's not even mentioning the reaction of managers, coaches and the fans. Yes, technology has moved on at speed, so you have more help than ever before, thanks to the VAR and multiple camera angles, but your every move is put under the microscope and analyzed, and there's very little mercy shown if you make a mistake. No wonder many nations find it hard to encourage people to train as referees. And so the standard can sometimes be inconsistent. For ex-players, there are much greater rewards to be had in coaching, management, or TV punditry. Professional football desperately needs high-quality officials, and it's by no means a simple task qualifying. Maintaining your standards and getting to officiate at major tournaments in the top leagues. Referees need to be physically fit and to have great powers of concentration, a confident manner that can cope with the pressure of important games with plenty at stake. And they need, wherever possible, to earn the respect of players and managers. It's a tough ask. It's a daunting task. And for many, they need wisdom, courage, and a thick skin that can take criticism. Those are the kind of qualities that leaders in many fields need to have. But whether we're in leadership at work or simply trying to do the best for our families, they are great virtues to seek. Followers of Jesus are told in the Bible to be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. And reminded in James chapter 1 verse 5, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. So spare a thought for the referees who need wisdom and courage in every game. And next time you need those qualities in daily life, ask God. Well, thanks there to Ephraim Tagu. You can read that blog on our website. That's planetsport.tv and the blog is called Spare a Thought for the Ref. Well, from me, Steve Vickers, Solis Chuku and Ephraim Tagu, the show is back again tomorrow and Cameroon Roars is a passion for sport production.